0: Hi, and welcome to Permission Slip. I'm your host, Michelle Caris, and I would like to give you permission because maybe you've been waiting for it, but more importantly, because the world is waiting for you. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Michelle Caris. I'm recording today's episode from a little island in the Aegean Sea in my makeshift studio. It's a beautiful, windy, sunny day on the island, and I'm feeling so alive and vibrant and grateful. And I'm really excited to share today's topic with you. Today on Permission Slip, I want to give you permission to cultivate and harness your internal GPS, your intuition, and to trust yourself completely as a conduit of divine feminine genius. The journey began in episode one with an exercise to identify your fears, bringing them out of the shadows and into the light, and continues today with tuning in to your intuition. I actually call my intuition my wise woman. She lives within me, a divine and ancient part of me that is connected to all that is, to the fabric of life, to my ancestors, to omniscience, to omnipotence. She is as old and wise as time, and as steady and consistent as a lighthouse guiding me along my journey. One of my core beliefs is that there is that of God in each of us. For me, my wise woman is that divinity. Today, I wanna give you permission to cultivate a relationship with your wise woman and explore how to find your purpose and deeper meaning in your life. I will share with you two essential steps that will transform how you walk through life, approach choices and decisions and relate to others. I will show you how to tune into your wise woman and how to connect to your ancient body intelligence to help reveal your path of purpose and deeper meaning. So today we embark on a new journey to rewrite the script of your life, to do away with the limiting beliefs and connect you back to the truth of who you are, to your feminine badassery. Those limiting beliefs effectively separate you from the truth of who you are, from your authentic voice, and from the personal power you hold within that you can harness to transform and heal the world. We live in a very cerebral world where so much credence is given to what the mind thinks is true. But the mind is only part of the picture and a very limited one at that because it's hardwired for survival and surviving and thriving are not synonymous. And it often acts from a fear-based program, washed up conditioning and limiting belief systems. I behold much of the mind's intelligence as constrictive a way to maintain order, power, predictability, and it's limited by language. The mind thinks in words and words are limited. The mind is useful to get things done, to analyze and keep us safe. However, it's only one part of the whole, and unfortunately, it's a part that we put way too much of our trust into. There's another source of intelligence and truth that is creative, infinite, and expansive. It predates language and exists in your body as feelings, sensations, urges and desires. It is an intelligence that is clear, especially when you listen with and through your body and not through your mind. The mind cannot decipher the body's prelingual knowing and risks sabotaging it with fear and doubt. My best personal example of this full body knowing comes from birthing my children. I did all of this planning, reading books, took classes, watched TV shows about giving birth. I listened to other women's stories and although all of that was in one way or another helpful, nowhere in the books or classes or TV or even the stories was there any mention or reassurance of how my body would know exactly what to do. Nowhere did it mention that I could trust my body to be the portal and do what has been done by women's bodies since the beginning of time. Nowhere was I told that where my mind was unsure of what to do. My body would know exactly what to do and it did. When the contractions came over me like a tsunami, knocking the wind out of my lungs, I knew exactly how to move to endure the pain and lower my baby further into my pelvis. I knew how to breathe and labor and breathe and rest and breathe and labor and breathe and rest, like a sine wave with its peaks and valleys, like the ebb and the flow of the ocean's tides, the waning and the waxing of the moon, the fertile and the bleeding phases, and the summer and the winter seasons, I knew this moment in my ancient body, just as the flower knows when to burst into blossom, and the caterpillar knows when to surrender to the chrysalis and when to emerge a butterfly. And the knowing had absolutely nothing to do with the books, the shows, none of it. All of that fell away instantly. Yet, I was never told about that wild, wise woman who showed up in full regalia, a warrior woman, fierce, unwaving, and unapologetic. I know that this wise woman walks with me every day. She who is ageless and all-knowing and connected to all that is and is always with me. She is my intuition, my internal GPS, my wise woman. She is the pain I feel in my womb every time one of my children get hurt. hurt. That's how connected I am to them and to my body 10 years after my last son was born. The connection is timeless. She speaks to me in sometimes small ways and sometimes big, every single day. And the reason she speaks is because I listen. And I didn't always. Even after childbirth, there was a gap of time and more personal growth and learning before I tuned in. And even now, there are moments when I miss the mark and hear but don't listen or tune out completely. But I intentionally cultivate this relationship with my inner wise woman every single day. And it is through this cultivation, through the hearing and the listening, the heeding, that I am able to hear clearer and more often. It is as if acknowledging through the listening and trusting, through the heeding, is reciprocated with more clarity, more direction, and more guidance. So where do you begin? First, start with the small stuff. There are moments you'll recognize in your daily life when you'll see something, an everyday object, like, like a pen, for example, and something inside of you nudges you and tells you, Take the pen with you. In that moment, you have a choice because you always have a choice. You can listen to the nudge and pick up the pen and throw it in your bag, or you can dismiss it. Later, when you need the pen, you'll either have it or you won't. And if it's the latter, I can almost hear you saying, Dang it, I knew I would need that pen. So look for the nudges. They're slight, easily dismissed, but definitely noticeable. And you will certainly remember if you choose to overlook them. When you listen and those small everyday examples, in the moments when you catch something before it falls or stop to check in, although you aren't sure why, you're validating your intuitive, wise woman. And when she is acknowledged and appreciated, she reciprocates tenfold, lighting up your path as you go. And that brings me to the next point purpose reveals itself in the midst of doing purpose and more meaning are not destinations, but are a never ending journey of challenges, struggles, growth, transformation, rest and rejuvenation, and then challenges and struggles again, and a cycle as sure as the sun will set and the sun will rise, you are always becoming and becoming and becoming, you are always learning and growing. You are always cycling. So how do you know what the next step is? This is the great part. All that listening and trusting in those small ways, listening to the nudges and picking up the pen, that listening to your wise woman is working magic on you, tuning you in more and more. Or at least to me, it feels magical. You will know when something is the right thing for you because you will feel it. And in the same way, you'll know when something isn't right for you because you will feel it. Go towards joy always. It won't always make sense, but life is working on you like Michelangelo was revealing David. You are within the marble and life is revealing you step by step. You don't have to know the process, but you must trust the process. Let me tell you a little story to bring this home of how going towards joy transformed me, even though it made no sense at all at the time, I was just blindly following joy. So I had just birthed my second child, Maria, her older brother Nico was four and not so happy at all to have this baby who didn't play with him or do anything more than take up my time. I was struggling. I was sleeping so little and I had like little to no help. And to make matters even harder, nursing Maria quickly became excruciatingly excruciatingly painful in a way that I did not experience with my firstborn. I was determined to nurse her, especially since I'd successfully nursed Nico for 18 months. But I developed a severe infection in my breast and ended up in the emergency room with a high fever and an exhausted body. I was in so much pain that the nurse gave me a towel to bite down on while she worked to clear the the infection from my breast. I worked my way through those difficult first weeks and months with the help of a pump, a salve, and with a bottle and formula when I needed. I wouldn't allow myself to feel the guilt about supplementing with formula like I did with Nico. But why hadn't anyone told me about this either, I wondered. Why do women not talk with one another about these sorts of things? Why do we try to pretend like it all goes over so smoothly and inadvertently leave each other feeling so alone? These questions whirled around in my exhausted brain. Not too long after healing my breast and finally hitting smooth sailing breastfeeding Maria, she was diagnosed with renal reflux. To make a long story short, over the next few years, Maria and I would spend many days and nights at Children's Hospital treating her kidney infections with IV antibiotics and doing scans to monitor the damage the infections were doing to her kidney. I was exhausted, alone, depressed, isolated with two young children, one that wasn't well and who over the next few years would go days without eating anything solid. She was so sick, but would always drink my milk, and would continue to nurse until she was two and a half years old. I tell you this part of the story to paint for you the picture of how desperate I was, not only for rest, but also for a piece of myself again. I was completely lost in parenting, in nurturing and tending to others, so much so that I was nowhere to be found in it all. I was no more than a shadow of myself. This went on for over two years. I needed to do something to try to escort myself out of the shadow and back into my skin. So I decided I would take a class, shower, comb my hair, put on a shirt that didn't have food on it, and clean the Play-Doh from under my nails. Get out of the house, be around other adults, maybe something practical like a cooking class or a sewing class. Serendipitously, when I checked the mail a few days later, a postcard arrived from an acting conservatory in the city. They were offering an introduction to an acting class and it was offered for the first time ever, I would later learn, during a weekday at the exact time I was able to get a sitter. The thought of me taking this class was ridiculous and completely impractical. I was 110% positive, I would fall on my face and make an absolute fool of myself. I was convinced I was not creative, not talented, and not gifted in any way. I was so sure that I would fail that the fact that I could predict my failure meant I had nothing to lose. I could go in knowing the outcome and enjoy falling on my face. The thought of that adventure, no matter the bruised ego or skinned knee that was sure to ensue made me feel oddly excited and for the first time in a long time a renewed sense of joy welled up within me that came not from looking at my children but came from being me. It made no sense whatsoever but I followed that joy as ridiculous as the whole idea was It was the joy that prompted me to do it anyway. I didn't fall on my face, not even close. To make an already long story a wee shorter, my culminating monologue performance earned me an invitation to study acting at the conservatory in the fall. It was quite the honor to be invited. Only a few invitations were issued out of the dozens of possible candidates. Now, I didn't end up studying at the conservatory, But what I discovered in that class about myself blew the lid off of everything I held to be true about who I was, what I was capable of, what this life had in store for me and for us all, and so much more. It broke the levee that contained who I thought I was and flooded me with a sense of possibility and a sense of awe. It washed away my original limiting beliefs like a baptismal purification it freed me from the weight so that I could fly. I know that may sound a wee bit dramatic, but that just goes to show how much I really thought I was going to fail. That class showed me that I am so much more than had even been possible up to that point for me to imagine. I would not be here doing this podcast right now, if I hadn't taken that class. Actually, I take that back. I'm confident that life would have given me other opportunities to get this new understanding. For all I know, it wasn't the first time the opportunity had been presented to me. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that it would have because lessons continue to present themselves over and over again until the lesson is learned and the growth has occurred. You can count on that, and you can relax into that. If you miss an opportunity, it'll be back. It might present differently, but it'll be back. And if you keep seeing the same conflict or stress or situation show up in your life, know that is life working on you. Look for the lesson. Look for the the way life is asking you to grow. Life will not give up on you. Have faith, find the lesson, listen, adjust, grow, evolve, or don't and resist and suffer and keep living the lesson in one way or the other until you choose to move from neutral back into drive. But a little bit of warning, water that stays still stagnates and becomes toxic. Water that moves remains fresh. You are made up of mostly water, flow. As crazy as an idea taking that acting class was for me, it felt right. It made me feel light and soft and excited and joyful in a giddy holy hell kind of adventurous way. It didn't make sense, at least not to my brain, but it made all the sense in the world to my body and I would only understand why through the journey. I had to trust and embark. And I'm so glad I did. If you're if you're feeling stumped about how to feel and decipher your intuition, try these two things. The first one is to give you a reference point an easy reference point for how an untruth feels. Pick a food you don't like at all. Let's say it's pineapple on pizza. Now say to yourself, I love pineapple on my pizza. When you say it, you will feel the untruth, the tightness. Truth feels soft. It expands. You can feel an untruth. It feels wrong. It feels tight. There's resistance around it. It contracts. The brain might try to convince you it is true. But listen to your body. Follow joy and stay away from anything that tightens you. Stay soft and flow. And remember saying no or receiving a no is just as important as receiving or giving a yes when it doesn't feel right, but beware of the brain that will try to convince you that your truth isn't your truth because it's afraid or because it lives in a scarcity mindset, afraid that if you don't take this opportunity, there will never be another one. The, the solution that is right for you will feel right. It may not make sense. It may be really hard to turn down other opportunities that don't feel quite right. And the one that feels right may not be easy to achieve at all. Actually, in my experience, it hardly is easy, but it's the kind of hard that puts you through it to grow you to show you what you're made of, and it has always been worth it. If you are like me, then you cannot stay still. You cannot be stagnant. You must continue forward, continue to grow. And so you must accept the challenge and bear down, trusting the full way that your body knows what it is doing. So look for how opportunities, ideas, people, situations, look for how they feel in your body and trust that. Another exercise to tune you into your body is to do the following every day for a week. Eat only when you are hungry. Only eat what your body craves. Eat with gratitude and mindfulness, slowly savoring and stop when you are full. Do this every day for a week instead of eating out of habit or compulsion and you will begin to feel reconnected in a whole way to your body. Do not question what your body craves. Do not question, just obey. And I want you to relax into the next truth I'm gonna share. I do not have it all figured out. I don't. And I want you to know that not having it all figured out is the best thing you can do for yourself to get out of your own way. And here's why. You can only know what you know, and what you know with your mind is super limited compared to what's possible. That's why when I make a vision list, I always end it with all of this or better. I know that my potential is bigger and bolder and more badass than I can even fathom. I'm open to it all, especially all the juicy parts I can't yet see. I've fallen in love with the warm, ecstatic feeling of all that comes from allowing my purpose to reveal itself one step at a time. The unfolding is miraculous and a wonder to behold. The key is to keep taking the next step. The next step reveals the one after. I know that's easier said than done, to only be able to see the next step and not the whole staircase, especially in an A to Z linear paradigm in which much of our society operates. But you only live in the now, nothing else exists. So why worry your mind with what doesn't exist? You will prepare in the now and the preparations will reveal the next step and the one after. You can make a plan that involves the whole staircase I will just warn you that while we make plans, life happens. Try not to be too invested in or too attached to the plans you're making. What's in store for you is revealed through your wise woman is your greatest plan. Be sure along the way you're listening and heeding, even if that means reconsidering your well-laid plan or throwing it out altogether. Before I go, I wanna share a story Oprah tells of one of her most desolate moments. She was sobbing, barely able to speak when she called Maya Angelou a mentor and mother figure of hers, looking for comfort and sympathy. But instead, Oprah writes, she sternly chided me, stop it, she said. Stop your crying right now and say thank you. Why would I say thank you for this, Oprah asked. Say thank you because you know God, and you know he put a rainbow in every cloud. The rainbow is coming. Say thank you even though you can't see it. It's already there. I understand all the no's and rejections I receive to be rainbows in the clouds. I trust my wise woman and I trust that the universe has my back and leads me to my highest potential and with my best interest at heart always. Trust, listen, take the next step. Continue to trust, continue to be awake and aware. Give yourself permission to listen and trust your intuition and your body. It's counter to the way the world operates, but look around. The way the world is operating has gotten us into a pretty big mess. This knowing doesn't just reveal your purpose, it speaks to every part of your life, including how to best care for yourself and give yourself what you need to help you thrive as you move along your path. Listening and heeding your intuition also hones your ability to listen to and decipher the intelligence of your body, including how to best care for yourself to prevent illness, or disease, and because the body speaks in feelings and sensations, as you deepen your relationship with your intuition, you become more empathic, sensing and sharing the feelings of others, and you become sensitive to energy around you. It improves your full body presence and your awareness. Listening to your intuition will wake you up and tune you in all the vital parts of your personal transformation thriving as an empath deserves its own episode and i'll do one for sure because as you walk this path and give yourself permission to tune into your wise woman and listen to your body as much as or i would advise more than you listen to your mind your gifts as an empath will awaken and I have learned in many ways the hard way that being an empath requires radical self-care, so keep an eye out for more on that in an upcoming episode. I trust that listening to my wild woman and following the knowing she reveals is my highest purpose, and following this purpose has the potential to change the world. I would love to hear from you about this episode What do you do to hone your intuition, and how has listening to your intuition changed your life? Have you found there to be challenges in heeding or listening to your intuition? Head over to michellacarris.com, that's Michelle with two L's, A-K-A-R-A-S.com, and sign up to receive an invitation to access the private Facebook group, Evolving Women's Sisterhood where you can join the discussion for this episode and receive insider tips, meditations, offers, etc., that aren't available anywhere else. I hope this episode brings you closer to your truth, to your voice, and to your sense of personal power and helps you to cultivate a relationship with the ancient intelligence you carry within you. Listen and trust, and you will be guided. Until next time, I raise my glass to you and your feminine genius. Bye bye.